this 10th episode of Bourbons and B-Sides, we're spinning Moody Blue, the last album from the king, Elvis Presley. And since we enjoyed Ben React 10 so much on the last episode, we decided to grab a bottle of Curiositas. So let's drink a bottle of Band-Aids and practice our clay pot spinning skills. You know, from the movie Ghost? Anyway, enjoy the show. Of so the righteous <laughs> brothers wrote that song right unchained yeah, melody which yeah. most people know is the ghost song as you so as i mentioned earlier up, yeah right? um but but the album we're going to talk about today it was covered by the king the king, the elvis, king presley. elvis presley yes we are talking about the moody blue it's called actually just called moody, moody blue, blue yeah by elvis presley it's crazy um I was kind of doing a little bit of research and 20, this is his 24th album, dude, his 24th and final. Yes. Album. Just, I mean, imagine if he hadn't passed away, what he would, I don't, I'm, I wouldn't he even would know. He would be like 50 albums, 60. Yeah, at least. But I think he'd be more giant producer style now. Like I think he would have taken over like Nashville, like, and just like been, I don't know. I, like I don't probably founded some kind of production company, recording company. Maybe. I mean, obviously he would have done that too, but I think that he'd probably just be just like playing in Vegas still. Maybe. Yeah. And have a show like a, a couple of nights a month or something. Yeah, maybe. I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't put it past. I mean, yeah. he'd be like Barry Manilow or Frank Sinatra. Like, <laughs> still doing shows in Vegas when they're old as shit. Yeah. I mean, how many albums did like Frank Sinatra have before he passed away? Oh, like a shit ton. That's that's a that's an answer I can't give. Yeah, right I would now. have to research. Yeah, that. I would have to Google that one. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, I'd yeah. have to, I'd have to ask Jeeves. So yeah, I'm glad we you did this uh, album today. Uh, Elvis is obviously a huge, made a huge footprint or print in the music industry, and whether it's country or pop or whatever you want to call like his style of music, I mean, rock and roll, just, buddy. Well, rock and roll. I mean, his I think his his whole discography covered every single you know, genre of music there was back then as, as music progressed. Yeah. Yes. It, it traveled with it. You know, and that's, uh, that's something I like to say about Madonna as well. Yeah. You know, starting from the material girl up into, you know, the nineties and then even now yeah. she progressed with the times sure. know, regardless. And, and that's what, that's, that's exactly what Elvis Presley did. Yeah. You know? I think that's, you know, sometimes a lot of people think it's selling out, but I think it's just the way to stay in the business, stay in, I think it's called stay a, relevant. I think it's called adapting. Yeah. And yeah. you know, you, this is your career. You're going to yeah. make changes. You're not changing. You're not growing. Yeah. Um, in fact, I never really understood that when they're like, Oh my God, the band sold out, sold out to, to who, to the record company, to lots of American yeah. dollars, which to, I believe is a dream to you know? like having a career in music and not having to go work a nine to five job. <laughs> like, yeah. What does that even mean? Like, I, and then, you know, I, I think a lot of that was always in the punk, like the punk genre where people were like, Oh, green day. So Believe me, I freaking hate Green Day, but like just, <laughs> that's just what my head goes to when I think of like selling out. Like everyone's like, Green Day sold out. I'm like, no, Green Day did exactly what they wanted to do. That's funny. We, I was just talking about Green Day to uh, with my buddy Kemp the other day, um, talking about when the album Dookie came out. Mm -hmm. Like he's like, man, I must have listened to that album five times a day for like oh, sure. six months straight. I'm like, because it was a cool, fun, great album when it came out. You know. Yeah. Like, what was that like 94 he's like yep yeah. i'm like ah oh, we're getting old dude yeah dude you know i mean and everything after that sucked ass i yeah i i didn't keep up with them that much you know um just whatever i heard on the radio i was, I was never really into punk you know or 
Oh, what, whatever genre you call that. You know I mean? I liked older stuff. You know I mean? I like not to be all cliche and stuff, you know, but like, I mean, I feel like stuff like that, you know, but, um, I feel like green day dookie was kind of like the beginning of emo. Okay. I could see that. Yeah. I could see that. I mean, it was definitely not punk. Yeah. Um, but I, I loved the punk movement. Like, I mean, starting with, if you want to say black flag was punk or, yeah. you know, like, um, dude, somebody like 88 fingers, Louie and, and no use for a name and bad religion and face to face and Pennywise, all those great bands. Right. But I don't know why we're talking about punk. When we're supposed to be talking about Elvis. Um, <laughs> just because of how it th things get relevant and selling out and stuff like that. I mean, sure. I don't even think you could say at any point Elvis Presley sold out because he was kind of a front. He was kind of the 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 pioneer of sure. the different ways. You know, I mean, he. I mean, look what he did when he first hit the scene with Hound Dog, and right. when he was on the live performance. You know, Ooh, shaking those hips. You mm -hmm. know, making mm -hmm. literally making girls scream and faint. And you know, religious I mean, Baptist people pissed off yeah, a lot. <laughs> you know, I mean, granted, you watch old videos and you see pictures. I mean, he was a handsome man. Sure, you know. And, and he's shaking and he had a voice like an angel you know what i mean yep, he yep, just yep. did it you know and then it just got better i don't time, blame you know? him i don't blame him yeah you know um i just thought this album would have been fun um more specifically just because i was going through going through the albums you know just trying to decide what i was going to do and i came across it and i'm like oh and i opened it up and i'm like oh yeah we're doing this jason's yeah. got to see this one um i i've come across in my times of buying albums when i did this is a pristine copy first pressing it's, awesome it's the transparent blue vinyl it's pretty sweet it's yeah. it's um i would i mean i don't know about you but i don't come across first pressings that often neither do i and uh, it's no. pretty cool that you have one like, yeah it's pretty awesome and it's it's in great condition too yeah. i mean like uh the cover uh you know it's got what do they say it's got some foxing around the edges sure. you know whatever <laughs> yeah okay cool right the sleeve is still completely intact and yeah and the vinyl is impeccable you know it's absolutely immaculate um, i think it's pretty damn good condition i mean I, if this was a baseball card yeah it would be in like fair condition oh yeah it would be it would I be mean, rated pretty highly yeah yeah near mint i'll say yeah yeah uh but the cover it's got pretty stylistic letters up top says elvis and just says moody blue and then there's a picture of uh him with the classic lip snarl and his what looks to be quintessential white sequiny vegas <laughs> outfit you know and he's just got his mic out like he's just singing you know yeah uh the I mean, it reminds me of so this came out in 77 it reminds me of a lot of albums covers in the 70s yeah yeah like, like a lot of uh um johnny cash style yeah. album covers yeah i can see that for yeah. sure um coming at you with 10 tracks five on each side um but this one starts off with unchained melody and mm -hmm. um this is this is kind of a combination of um of live and studio music but yep. this is this is his last studio record this yeah. this is the, the last one he uh passed away four weeks after the release of this Golly. and um it's a shame which was august 16th 1977 i believe is when he passed away um wow it really is not too far a, after it was released yeah it was four weeks after and in the months everybody knew who elvis was and they you know obviously and then they knew a new album came out but after learning of his of his death, this album became the very quickly one of his, yeah. I think, if not the top selling album of his of all time. It, it sold a lot because of that. Because of that. And then and I would then, imagine his whole discography was. Yeah. And that's why the one I have it. now is is pretty collectible because it's the first pressing. And I think oh, 
want to say like 250,000 copies were made or 25,000. What did I just read? Um, here it is. Uh, yeah, 200, 250,000 copies of the blue one, translucent blue vinyl yeah. uh, came out. And then because of the demand, they pushed out a second pressing um, and that's on black vinyl. Okay. Um, and uh, was the second pressing, did it have more songs on it? Uh, no, no, the second pressing was the same, but then they did a third press. This might very well be a third. I didn't know that third was also on blue vinyl. Okay. Um, and they put out, uh, let's see, millions is what they <laughs> said. Millions of more copies of the third pressing. So it might very well be a third, but, uh, I'm going to look up into more of that. Okay. Um, apparently there's a red vinyl one, which is uh, the rarest and most valuable, uh, huh. which is kind of cool. I don't know. I mean, I think that if you have any Elvis album, it's pretty cool regardless of what pressing or whatever reissue. Um, this is, you know, I'm sorry. You caught me off guard when you told me that you wanted to do this album. <laughs> I don't have any, I, I wish I did have some, but I don't have any, any Elvis albums, but, um, I'm glad that you told me about this one and an unchained. What is it? Unchained love. Unchained melody. Unchained melody is the first track. It's like you hear that song. And you're just like, it, yeah. Done. You know, so good. And it, it, even though it's uh, it's it's a cover, you know, it, he, it is a cover. Uh, the Righteous Brothers are the ones who originally wrote it and performed it. Um, yeah. And but, you know, Elvis, I mean, anything he touched just turned to gold. I mean, he I did mean, a lot of covers. He did. You and know, he, I mean, and arguably people say his whole style was a cover. Like he stole the rock and roll from the juke <laughs> joints and from, you know, from. I mean, from everywhere else besides him, you know, I, you know, but that's. I guess that's exposure. That's using his white boy persona to get up on stage and get yeah. paid for it. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean, it's, really. and it's also interesting that you picked this one because didn't they just come out with a new Elvis movie, a new Elvis movie, which I haven't seen yet, but I am told that it is absolutely awesome. Okay. I think it's streaming on HBO max and it doesn't have like Tom Hanks in it. It's like his manager. I don't know. I think so. I don't know. I mean, if Tom Hanks is in it, it's gold. The inside sleeve is, littered with a lot of other album covers and it's pretty pretty cool to look looks at. the inside sleeve is a lot more tethered and weathered than the, the, yeah, the this, actual this album one, this cover. one i mean it got pulled in and out you know yeah you know I, it, that it, white paper has turned a little yellow it's a it's a lot of bit yellow you know? <laughs> uh, but the coolest part is is the vinyl oh dude that is beautiful isn't that fucking cool yeah we'll have to get a put put that on the instagram and i'm page. looking at it now and it's uh on the actual vinyl, it says AFL 1-2428-A, which I'm looking up here on the uh, on the site that has all the things. Let me see. So you said the blue, which press was the blue That's one? AMB, the first and the third. Hmm. Let's just say it's the first. Well, it's, I think it is because of the numbers that are yeah. on it. But it says, it's not, oh, there it is on the side thing. I don't. So I'm I'm reading here too. There we go. It's a third pressing yeah. from Master Phonics GAM. Well, damn. Oh well, who cares? It's no, translucent it's so awesome. blue and it's freaking cool. Yeah, no, it's badass. Yeah. I mean, what year did they press that? Like, wasn't seventy-seven? Yeah, like it's got copyright nineteen seventy-four, but nineteen seventy-seven RCA record. When did they start even doing colored pressings? I, I don't know, but I've, I've got a few random, like I have, yeah. a, I have a Peter Frampton one that's got a picture of him. It's like Peter Frampton live. And, and what was the color of the pressing? 
it's a full-on color of it's like a full-on portrait oh the whole whole album is a full-on portrait color portrait of him interesting well your mic's about to fall <laughs> how does that even happen oh wow okay technical difficulties it's okay we're good yeah dude this is a, this is I, I got to listen to it before that we started the show and uh I, I really enjoyed it but like i said it, it's the first time i've ever listened to it the only time i'd ever even heard um unchained melody was in movies on the radio in ghost in ghost, uh, in ghost. what a, you know what did that movie come out in the early 90s 80s 90s 90s yeah. i i, I want to say 90s because that was i don't know to me more whoopi goldberg patrick swayze yeah swayze. such a great movie um it was a good movie I mean, it, no, it was a good my, movie. when i was you know, as I mean, young it, as i was to be little, able to watch the movie like that i thought it was awesome yeah. <laughs> you know a little bit darker than most people care about you yeah know, that most people think about because when people think about ghosts they just think of the the clay the potting clay scene oh yeah you know? the love scene yeah which has got to be weird because if you think about it he was in Whoopi goldberg's body yeah, that's so it was really Whoopi goldberg all and up on Demi Moore. Demi Moore with their fingers all up in the clay you know i mean it's kind of weird right yeah but you're right it was pretty dark i remember the train scene where the guy the other ghost yeah. guy's like get off my train <laughs> it's crazy stuff dude God, it's good stuff. stuff um so i think uh i think i'm gonna have to go with the cover title you know moody blue that's probably the one that i, I okay. enjoy the most on i wish album. i could come up with i'm not i'm not even gonna try and like just i'm not gonna talk and bullshit you yeah um i'd don't know the album well enough to even pick a b-side so mm -hmm. i'm just gonna say that unchained melody unchained melody that's yeah. your pick on it so, i mean, I it mean it's not be. a bad one because i mean his version of it it's pretty uniquely awesome yeah. you know i mean it's like um it's like when you hear a cover or you hear a song and you know it and you're like oh that's pretty good you know um this one is it this one because didn't dolly parton do this song too uh she might have done bittersweet no whitney houston okay whitney houston right isn't that the one i'm thinking the bodyguard um, song okay no, whitney no, no, houston no. did the bodyguard whitney, song right? whitney houston covered a song by dolly parton right but she did it in the bodyguard right yes okay that's when it got famous well yes when that song got famous for whitney houston i should say okay okay but a lot of people didn't know it was a dolly parton song right well younger people didn't know right you know um which dolly parton's a whole nother side story oh, when sure. we cover that because that that woman's genius let me tell you let me tell you, man. Good God. She's still kicking it. I know. She's... She just launched a uh she just launched a pet site for like pet supplies and toys and stuff. Oh wow. Doggy parton. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. The woman's a damn genius. That is genius. I mean, I wonder how much of it she actually came up with, but who cares? She's like signing the yeah, the, the I mean, contract. She's, she's got an amusement park. Come yeah. on now, man. I mean, so did Elvis. Well, he has Graceland. Yeah, well, that's his home. Is there was did it turn into an amusement park or anything now? I think it's a museum now. Museum, yeah. yeah. Like so so wait, hold on. Elvis had Graceland. Michael Jackson had um what was his place called? Never Neverland. Never Neverland. Yeah. And Dolly Parton has Dollywood. Dolly. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Like the the three biggest names in music history. Yeah, you just got to you got to I guess you got to breach a certain level before you can have your own I guess they did. Entertainment park. Yeah. Dolly Parton's still the only one that's alive at yeah, home. You know, true Good story. Her. Yeah. How come George Strait hasn't done his own? He probably owns, he probably well, owns you a, can't because Dolly Parton is the country one. Oh, yeah, that's true. You got Dolly Parton as the country one. You got Michael Jackson as the pop one. And yeah. you got 
Elvis is like uh he's just the king. He's I don't know, yeah. Was the curd. The curd. <laughs> anyway, you know what we didn't mention before we started the episode was what we're drinking today. Oh yeah, we didn't. Uh so we I was inspired yeah. by last week's um Ben React 10 to bring on the Curiositas. So we got the Ben React 10 Curiositas, which is their repeated version of uh, their 10 year old. Um, now that's to say these are the older ones, uh, the bottles that we're drinking. There's the older ones. Um, I haven't ever actually had this one in compared to what they're calling now the Smoky 10, yeah. which I will in the near future uh, just so I can <laughs> compare it. I have a feeling this is going to be a little bit different uh, just because it's older, it's a different blend. But um, this one is a lot of delicious, and this is the best way to segue into peated expressions because of what I was saying last uh, last episode about the uh, about the ten year old being a perfect gateway into single yeah. malts because it's so bright and so easy and so drinkable. You know, sweet. Well, let's crack open this bottle, and we'll be right back after this message. Canteen is a refreshing, ready-to-drink vodka soda in a can. On the go, on the course, or in your own backyard. Learn more at canteenspirits.com. Must be 21 or older. Always enjoy responsibly. Uh, you're getting a little... I can tell you're getting giddy. I am getting giddy. I enjoy this one. Oh. <laughs> this this is... I know last week I said Ben, ben Rick is my favorite single malt. Right. Right. As a maker, this Curiositas is my favorite Ben Riek within, okay. within reach. Obviously, the older expressions are asininely delicious, but I don't make that kind of money, you know? Right. Um, Do they even make this expression anymore? No, not this one. Wow. Yeah. Uh, the Curiositas, black label, black tube, gold lettering and stuff. So we're yeah. sitting on some gold here. Yeah, literally. Um, they, they discontinued this whole line of um, these, these kinds, because they did is made a switch from yeah. heated expressions to smoky expressions. Gotcha. And I think that's just a, uh, a perception of the people's, you know, because yeah. people, people get scared by hearing the word repeated, you know, and they just do. Okay. Well, I know that you're very well educated on this one. So I'm pretty have at it, man. I mean, I know we, before we started the second part of this, uh, we were kind of talking about Elvis a little bit and we forgot to mention, or we thought about the fact that like we, the connection between Elvis and Michael Jackson. Yeah. Uh, his, his daughter, his daughter married him. Yeah. Married Michael Jackson. Yeah, had, had a kid crazy. Like, I wonder if it was kind of a, a publicity kind of stunt. You got the King of pop and then you got the King of rock or could you say, I guess they say rock. I don't know. I don't remember, yeah. but Elvis is the King. And then you got the king of pop is Michael Jackson. And, and what's then, the like, kid's married name? Married his daughter. In the kid's name, Prince? No. What's the kid's <sighs> name? Fuck, I don't know. That'd have been hilarious if it really was. Maybe it was Prince. No, it's not Prince. No, it's <laughs> not. Uh, anyways, just thought we would bring up that little fun fact. Totally forgot about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I wouldn't. It is Prince Jackson. Oh, wow. There you go. It totally is Prince Jackson and Prince Michael Jackson II. And then Paris is the dog. Yeah, that's right. Prince. Remember so, when that so the king of pop. Remember when he like had hung prince. his kid over the railing of that hotel? Like, <laughs> I do what a weird. That. I do remember that. <laughs> I mean, then there was all kinds of crazy shit that went down with him. Like the whole like child sex scandal and Macaulay Culkin and Man, all that weird I, stuff. I don't I don't even know what to think about that with Michael Jackson. I you know, I, I enjoy the man's music. 
Yeah, and for sure. That's kind of where I leave it. You know, um, I know, I know, I have actively avoided that special that they did on him because well, I just don't want to watch it. Yeah, you know, I mean, I just, it's unfortunate, right? Yeah, I mean, it's unfortunate that someone makes all that great music and then there's this horrible like stain on his. Yeah, you know, it sucks. Yeah, but but you know, I how somebody like Lisa Marie is attracted to that guy. I mean, because <laughs> even in every interview and all the things I've ever seen, if he wasn't dancing and singing, he looked like a very shy and timid person. Yep. You know, very strange. Yeah. You know, unless he was in front of a camera doing a performance and then he was just a, d- a different person. Yeah. Balls to the wall. You know, he was, yeah. he was Captain uh, that's why I think it was probably some kind of like publicity. So it had to be like, I, I can't even imagine that she was like, I'm so, I'm so attracted to this I'm guy. So in love with this. Oh my God. This, this blackish guy. Take me to better lose me forever. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh from what movie is that from? Oh my God. What was it in? Oh man. Come on. They just made a second one. She wasn't in it. When the person who said that. Yeah. I can picture the scene. I have to come I'll have to circle back to that. All right. Um, I'll let you think about it. Yeah. Anyway, back to the Benriot Curiositas. Back to the Benriot 10 peated single malt Scotch whiskey from the heart of the space side. Mm-hmm. So it is a space side, um, which just denotes the, the area of where it's from. Um, but like last episode, it, since it's a malted whiskey, they do have to go through the process of malting the grain. Um, but when they stop the malting process here, um, which is on a floor, one of the only active malting floors in in scotland um which they do a lot of malting for a lot of other people yeah um, but it's a very uh small window of timing that they are allowed to do this thing you know sure. so so they they're pretty busy during those days um but they they stop the process by burning peat yep. and that's what lends to the smoking flavor of what people know as you know peated scotch yep um so I was telling, I told quite a few people this analogy when I was comparing these two, these two. I love uh, it. I love it. Go ahead. Yeah. These two expressions. So the original tin is very bright and full of like crisp green apples and fruits. And it just, it is. And I, I likened it to an apple pie because you got the green apple flavors and this, you know, almost a citrus kind of bursting this. And then there's layers of like butter and vanilla and caramel that come through subtly. Right. This curiositas is if you made that pie, but didn't bake it like you assembled it all, but you baked it over a campfire. Yeah. So that barbecue smokiness that you would come, that comes from that campfire mixed in with all those bright green fruits. That's where the curiositas palette flavor falls for me and I, I don't know about you guys but i like barbecue i mean and i like, I barbecue like apple too. pies and no. i you know what i don't like those band-aids i don't like uh, the I, taste of band-aids yeah this, this is by no this is this is on the opposite spectrum of something of like a lafroig yeah. or a lagavulin you know or something like yeah. that or or when people are getting to the really heavy ones like the octomores and stuff like that oh, yeah. like that that's just ridiculous you know that's too much people i will say you're right like i will say and i'm not a huge fan of peated stuff and i don't and i don't know how many people i know there are a lot of people who are a fan you're one of them mm-hmm. um i like the the one the one we tasted in the last episode just the regular being rock tin yeah um 
I will say that this one is a little bit mellower than say the Octomore and stuff like that. Oh yeah, because that stuff is just crazy heavy with peanuts. Yeah. peanuts. But this is good. It's not my favorite. These are um, yeah. These um, Benry, any of their peated expressions are what's no. They they're what they call um, very lightly peated. Yeah. You know, minimally peated. Where I forget the exact numbers, and I'm making this up, but they'll be pretty on point for a comparison. But like, where I say like a Lafroig, right? The one right. that most people denote as band aid medicinal, Monday. you know, kind of a super peaty kind of style. We'll say that's at a ni- 95 parts per kind of a deal, right? Yeah. Ben Rick's coming in like at 35, you know, so it's very minimally peated. Yeah. Um, I will say like, if you, if you don't, if you haven't had a peated scotch, go, go to your medicine cabinet. <laughs> open up a bottle of a box of Band-Aid and just take a swift, like take a sniff and yeah. that's what it tastes like. Yeah. Um, I mean, not a hundred percent like that. I mean, you can taste some, some apple in there. And, and there's different levels, you know I mean? Um, to me, I, I get, I get smoky barbecue, citrusy awesomeness. Yeah. You know, that's, that's just where I, and I, this is the one I drink the most. It's just hard for me to get yeah. past the. the I'm gonna band-aid. have to. I'm gonna have to really try the new Smoky Ten to see how it compares to this because I'm getting down to my last couple of few bottles of Curiositas and knowing that it's going away. You know, if I see one, I'll pick it up. Well, you, you can know, always like, come over here and have I some know, of mine. Right? It's like a, they have a 12 year old Sherry with. Anytime I see mm. one, I buy one. You know, just because you never know. It's never coming back. Yeah. You know, so that's uh, just one of those things, but. You know, I rotate through stuff. I don't sit on stuff. You know, I just don't. I, I drink it. I share it. Sure. Uh, any occasion, I will open anything up to try it. You know, uh, very rarely do I have a sealed bottle at home just because what's the damn point? Right. No, I'm, I'm glad we opened this one up. I'm glad that uh, yeah. you're here and we're drinking it because I wouldn't have, I probably wouldn't have opened it up if we weren't, weren't doing an episode of it because I am not a huge fan of peated. Yeah. But because you're here and we're doing an episode, we're going to crack it open. I mean, even if we weren't doing an episode and you came over and said, Hey, let's drink some of that curiosity sauce. I'd be like, actually just take it with you. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. But it's good stuff. Uh, I mean, as far, if you like peated stuff, I'm not a huge fan. I'm not going to say it's the worst thing in the world, but if I'm going to drink a peated, this is the one. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, how can you, how can you go wrong with stuff that like, honey sweetness with vanilla and then like peppery spice and oak and then yeah and then some like smoky ash flavor comes through you know i it's it's fun to me you know so tell everybody uh you know what peat is and where it comes from and because i I don't know that everybody really knows peat is literally dirt right it is it's it's bog is really what it is it's it is the um decomposed it's the decomposed matter of grass and leaves and trees Foliage. and and yeah. and bugs and just life as as it as it decomposes it becomes dirt right right it's just what it becomes dirt right um and it's something like 10 years or 100 years for every inch down that they dig wow right kind of a deal that's how long it takes for this stuff to to decompose into what it becomes right, right. and um like i said last episode is that Peat was originally used as a fuel source mm-hmm. acro- all across Scotland, right? It's just what it was. It's what it was. Um, and they used it for anything and everything. Um, and it wasn't really until the uh, the expansion of railroads, right? To where once railroads started to really go across the lands, um, they were able to import and move coal, 
So they really didn't have to dig for peat anymore because now they had this new fuel source that didn't smell right. and that's what they had, right? Yeah. Which is typically why in the Scotch world, the Isle, Isla, I, the islands are still heavily peated right. as a whole because the railroads didn't go across the water then, you yeah. know? So yeah. that's why they stuck with their traditions and everybody else kind of moved. And then you have other ones who maintain their traditions and they keep these things going. And, and, uh, like Ben Rea, they, they still have their malting floor and they still use peat. Um, uh, their sister company, uh, Glendronic, they, they typically don't do any peating at all unless it's a special one-off edition, you know, and, and they'll say it, you know, mm -hmm. very, very explicitly, but you know, they're, they're more sherry cast than anything. That's actually what they are known for, you know? Right. Um, but Pete's it's pretty much dirt, you know, it's petrified bog. It's, um, it's, yeah, it, it is, is what it is, you know, what it is. and, um, that's what lends that flavor. That's, yeah. that's what gives it that flavor, you know? So do, do they kind of go through like the process of, when they how they peat it or how oh. they make it taste that so <clears throat> excuse me so but all whiskeys need a grain right? right here they're using malt when they're they they need it to germinate right because uh, like i said last episode or i think i spoke on it last episode um the grains that they're using they're just too complex there's not enough sugar in there for it to actually turn into alcohol because that's yeah. that's what yeast does is it Yeast literally is this little microorganism that eats sugar and it's two byproducts is it is alcohol and CO2. So you literally think of this little bug is just eating sugar and it pees alcohol and farts CO2, right? <laughs> that's where you get the bubbles. Right and that's where you get the alcohol, right? And that's why after something's fermented, right? With a, it's called a low beer or low wine because it's, it's low ABV. Um, and then that's when distilling comes through. But <clears throat> before that, these grains are too they're too complex so they need it to they need it to germinate so they spray it with hose it down with water until it really starts to sprout and during that process the growing of the sprout changes chemically into making these complex sugars these complex sugars into simple sugars yeah. right because it needs to feed what's supposed to be a plant or a flower then in order to stop that process because now they got what they needed they blast it with hot air um some people use steam some people use uh peat peat smoke and that's kind of where the tradition came from they would stop it with by burning peat smoke out these rooms right and all of that would stop the germination process and then and give this flavor into that grain then they scoop that grain up then they go and they cook it right and then right and that's where that begins okay um cool yeah you know i don't know why i just thought of this and i think it's kind of a cheesy thing but when you go to a bar and you got those smoke boxes. Yeah. And people want a smoked old fashioned. It, that's more aroma than anything. That's more hitting your nose right. first because, sure. you know, your your smell is a big part of flavor. You know, it just is. Um, and that's in its presentation. It's kitschy and it's, you know, it's, it's it's all about presentation. Yeah, It's all about sitting at the bar and having yeah. someone smoke your cocktail. It, it's cool. And then having somebody else on the <clears> other <throat> side of the bar see yeah. and go, oh, I want one of those. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, for the same reason, like, uh, uh, I don't know if they still do it now, but I know when I worked back in the, back in the day, when I worked at Papacitos, they, whenever an order of fajitas went out, right. Mm. If the, the table, the restaurant walk all the, yeah, you go like, if your table's on the right, it could be 
three tables over off the right, just yeah. by the kitchen. They want you to go all the way down to the front by the hostess office, come all the way back in the middle because sure. they want that sizzle. They want that smell going all the way through because they want everybody buying those things. You yep. know what I mean? Because that's what you do when you're looking and you're hungry and then you smell it. Oh, man. Is it, is it the same people that did the, the table side guacamole? I, yeah, they do it now. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's the same, same thing, right? Yeah. Like make the guacamole in front yeah. of you so everybody else can see it. I mean, yeah. you can just make it in the back. Yeah. And make make it the pretty hostess do it. You yeah, know? exactly. Absolutely. You know, um, but it's the same as like when you go to a club and you order a bottle um, of anything, of anything, and they come out and like sparklers, yeah, and and glow sticks, freaking and, huge presentation, oh, and everybody's God. looking at it, going, "Oh, what is that?" Or I mean, I yeah. don't. What did you get? Oh, the, that that dude just spent nine hundred dollars on a bottle of Great Goose that you yeah. could have gone to the store <laughs> and gotten for fifty bucks. Yep. Wow, that's what he did. Yeah. That's uh, he got sparklers. <laughs> <laughs> wow. He paid $900 for sparklers. Jeez. I'm going to drink some of this real quick. So I'm going to, I've been drinking it. Mm-hmm. Been drinking the Ben Riek. Actually, you know, the more I drink it, the more I like it. The more that PDD taste is not, it's not I, as in your face. And, yeah. And the more the fruit and the exactly. smoky awesomeness, exactly the more say. the barbecued fruit. The that's more, the best way. That's that's the only way. I can the more explain. I taste, the more I drink it, the more of the fruitiness and the sweetness that I taste. Yeah. And yes, that peatness is there, but it's complimentary. Yeah. A complimentary it, of all the sweetness. It, it becomes more and more minimal. Yeah. It becomes less in your face. So I'm going to take back what I said earlier. <laughs> that I'm not a huge fan. I said I'm not a huge fan of peated stuff, which I like. Octomore. I yeah. I can't handle. You're it. You're not a fan of heavily yeah. peated things. This is good. Yeah. So I take it back what I said. This is I, I do like this now. The more I drink it, the more I like it. I enjoy this one. Well, I enjoy this one a lot. Yeah. And like I said, I'm I'm, I'm excited to try. Unfortunately, what they're calling the Smoky Ten next. Yeah, we'll know? have to check that out because they don't yeah. make this anymore. I wonder if it tastes similar. I I hope. Yeah, I hope because I don't want to lose this. What yeah. did I have in there? Was that just the the new Ben Rock Ten Year? You've got the new Ten Year, but in that little in that little thing you have. And do the, we have the Smoky one in there? Yeah, it's in there. Smoky let's grab ten. it. The little guy. Yeah, go get you it. Want to do it? Yeah, let's get it. All right, the box is right here. Hold on. Oh, there we go. Yeah, um, Stuart Buchanan, he was the one who was always telling me about Korean barbecue. He kept saying Korean barbecue every time he drank this. And I'm like, uh, it should be the second one. Yeah, yeah here it is. Um, and I never really understood it until the analogy of the apple pie over the campfire really came through. I'm like, okay, I get it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. That's it. All right, so I didn't get an extra glass for it. So would you just like take a sip out of the bottle? Uh, yeah, I'm down. You want to smell it first? Does it smell similar to what we're drinking now? I think it's a little heavier. I think it's it's heavier peated. Yeah, it's a different kind of peat. Smells like it. You go ahead, man. Take the first swig. Oh wow, it's yeah, different. It's different for sure. It is definitely different. It's not as fruity. It's not bad. Um. It's not bad at all. Hold it's on, just not as fruity. It's not as um, it's oh. just not as fruity. Yeah, I think that's yeah. the only way I say. I can't say it's more anything other than it's just less fruity. We're gonna have to make sure that we. I mean, definitely drink the Benriak tin that we have, the Curiositas, mm-hmm. but hold on to it for as long as we can so we can yeah. taste it later. Because if when we run out of this, I don't know that we're gonna be able to find another bottle. Yeah, I don't know either. I'm gonna, like I said, or maybe we could call Jamie Bell and be like, "Dude, got any more of that Curiositas anywhere?" Right. <laughs> How can I, how can, what can I bribe you with Jamie Bell? Yeah. Maybe I'll call Toby and be like, Hey, Toby. do you have any more of that in stock? <laughs> Toby, what a nice dude. What a, yeah, he's a cool dude. 
But anyway, no one knows what we're talking about. Yeah, we do. That's the important thing. That's right. Yeah. What else, man? And I mean, hopefully, I'm, I'm hopefully glad... Toby and Bella hear this and be like, "Hey, yeah." I, I'm glad that we found this little bottle. I'm glad that me too. That we, because uh, this is what we talked about the last episode. I believe we talked about this box that Jamie Bell gave me, yeah. and and since that last episode, I had never put the box away, and it was sitting right next to my desk. So, um. I'm glad that we pulled this out and was able to compare them. Yeah, me too. It's good stuff. Yeah. Awesome. I enjoy it. What else? What else you got? I think, I mean, can we wrap it up there? And or what do you think? Um, did we tell you 46%? Yeah, it was 40%, um, 46% ABV. Yeah. Uh, let me see. Um, I could go along with what some of these other tasters have said and how they describe it, but. I think I did pretty good on. I'm, you know, I'm going to go down here to some of these uh, tasting reviews goes. because I want to see what people say about the peatiness. I, Ooh, I, I'm, I don't see anything where anybody's like completely blasting. Well, while, while he's looking, I can tell you that uh, the distillery was founded in 1898 by a guy named John Duff. <laughs> and there's some fun stories about John Duff, which I don't know that they're real or not, but that's just kind of one of those things that like, along along the ways i've heard with all the different people that i've encountered especially in scotland and stuff uh, one of them concerning that uh he was known to be a man about town mm. as he was making his whiskey and the way he got his whiskey out was by visiting these uh businesses of ill repute yeah and would like not not just refuse payment but would like leave his bottles of whiskey as payment <laughs> and and they were mad but not mad because well, they just get drunk and then see him the next day kind of a deal you know and yeah. be with more of his booze kind of a deal and that's kind of how he got his product around town but that can't be verified so well so yeah um so i'm looking at this comment here and this doesn't really make much sense to me because this guy says i'm not a peed freak um, but I think I'll stick to Lafroig. That's a Pete Freak. Exactly. <laughs> this other guy says it goes really well with a good cigar. So yeah. I, I believe that would probably be a good thing. Uh, it will go very well with a nice cigar. Nothing crazy robust, though. Um, not that I'm speaking on, like, I know much about cigars. I, I know a little bit about cigars. Um, but uh, I think that's something probably to get into. Um, yeah. What's that? Uh, what's that one radio DJ? Um, here in town or what? Michael Barry. Oh yeah, Michael. He Barry. does love him some whiskey and some cigars. Uh, he think, has his own whiskey, I believe. Does he? Uh, I'm pretty sure. Oh, I think we should. Uh, I think they sell it at Total Wine and More. Really? Yeah, dude. Just I'm not. A, I don't listen to his show. I've. I have a couple times. Uh, not to say can't say that I'm uh, an avid listener because I'm not. Mm. Um, I listen to books more than anything. Yeah. You know, books and music is what I listen to. Yeah. Um, rarely ever. I read most of my information, you know, like sports, random news. Is and he stuff like that. Is he, does he do politics? Is that his stick? He kind of does everything. I yeah. Think. Um, I don't know. I think he was on Jimmy Fallon not too long ago, honestly. <laughs> I know he's, I know he's a big fan of whiskey and a big fan of, uh, uh, cigars. <laughs> yeah. Um, Google it. He, I'm pretty sure he has his own whiskey or his own moonshine. Maybe it is. It might be moonshine. Moonshine. Michael yeah. Barry moonshine. See, and he's got a picture of his face on it. Probably smoking a cigar. 
Am I right? <laughs> if you're gonna have <laughs> your own booze coming out of a mason jar, why not slap your face on it smoking a cigar? Yeah, told you. Congrats, Michael Berry. <laughs> oh man. Hashtag Michael Berry, you should listen to our show and tell everybody all of your many followers about us. You can be a friend of the show. You can be a friend of the show. We'll have you on the show. <laughs> We'll drink your we'll drink your moonshine. He might be a little too big for us. We'll we'll cover your moonshine and we'll uh We haven't done we'll we'll, we'll rip it apart. We haven't done a moonshine episode. I don't know that we should. I mean we I mean there's white dog, right? But technically but shine is shine. Could you say whiskey is anything without a barrel? Whiskey's not whiskey without a barrel. That's right. Right? Otherwise otherwise it's just stein. It's It's shine or a or a distillate. Right, a distillate. So we won't do one. I mean, we could talk about one. We, I mean, actually, you know what I need to do? I need to bring those three bottles of white dog that I have. I have, I have three bottles of the Buffalo trace white dog mm-hmm. mash number one, right? I have three little bottles. I need to bring those, put them in a, put them in a barrel and we just let it sit for a while. And right. then, and then we pull that and then review that. I mean, I've got a bottle of Dickel white whiskey downstairs. That's fun. And you know, I don't know. It just tastes though, like liquid I haven't fire opened it. liquid corn fire. I haven't opened it. And I can only imagine it tastes like this lit. I can't, it's like, a, it's like a, I can only imagine it tastes like moonshine. Have you been to Buffalo Trace? I have not been to Buffalo Trace. There's a line that comes from production before it goes into bottling, mm-hmm. right? Big old long tube that some genius put a top handle on in mm-hmm. the center and you literally go and that's where they pull the taste kind mm-hmm. of feel. And on our tour, they poured everybody some. Yeah, they did that for us at Stranahan's. It was fire. Yeah. Oh, I mean, hot, like, yeah, dude, we, man. we did the same as Stranahan's. It's, yeah. it's crazy. And like, I don't, that's not whiskey Yeah, to me. It, it, it's the process. It's the process of making whiskey, but it's not in the barrel. Okay. So let's put it like this, right? In order to have a baby, right? You need a sperm and an egg, right? Right. Otherwise sperm can't be a baby and the egg can't be a baby. Right. But together they can be a baby. Right. Get it. Okay. So. <laughs> I see the, where you're going the here. The distillate and the barrel. So the distillate, in be, your theory, is would the be, sperm. Would be the sperm. The barrel is the egg. Be, obviously, because yeah. it's got to go into something, I right? I gotcha. I getcha. I'm just making it clear for I'm everybody just else. Saying. No, I get what you're saying. So, yes, I would say that it is not. Moonshine is not. Or it, I, See, I don't think it could be whiskey. No. But because, see, even then, moonshine can be made from fruit, right? Yeah. You can have, or you I, can guess, make, I guess anything. technically it's a brandy. But they call it shine nonetheless. Like yeah. you have apple shine and you have, you have every, watermelon you and shine. whatever, you know, but that's made from fruit. So technically that's a brand. Have you ever watched that show on history, whatever the freaking channel it is? They, moonshiners? Yeah, moonshiners. Yeah. Like they make every kind of moonshine you can think of. Well, anything that has sugar, of course. Yeah. Whatever's cheap, whatever's made, whatever has a ton of sugar. I'm pretty sure they have their own wine. Yeah, that's all like they need. Liquor stores too. Well, anyway, we're getting way off be, track from peated shit. Booze tends to do that to us. <laughs> Maybe we should start a second podcast just called Sidetracked. Yeah. <laughs> right. To see how far down the telephone, how far off the reservation. To be honest with go. you, you know how much stuff in the editing room that I have edited out of podcasts, <laughs> like all the random <laughs> shit we like went off of tangents on. Like I remember one time we were talking about Spider-Man and like all kinds of weird shit. I think you should I leave to, it in. I, I, I couldn't. It was like, well, I could, but it would just be too long. Yeah. We're almost running too long on this one. We'll have to do it like a side reel. Like on, like on a time where like, don't cut it, don't delete them, just cut them, put them aside to a different folder from now on. Right. So yeah. then if there's every period of time where 
I'm sick, you're sick, <laughs> you know, whatever, you know, and we have to go in extended times. You can come back and you can cut them in and put like a blooper reel out there. There you, know? you go. You know what I'm saying? You know what we need to do? We need to like do a live um, video, live something, live reel on Instagram while we're recording a show. Okay. For the for the listeners, the few that we have. Yeah, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> Set up a camera. Look at our pretty faces. Yeah. Our, well, our two beautiful bald heads. Well, you know, it's funny that you said bald. We were talking this week. It was what day was it? I think it was Monday, Monday or Tuesday. Well, what is it called? Uh, bald is beautiful bald is day. Beautiful day. Yeah. So if you don't know us and if you don't know what we look like because you're only hearing our voices through a radio, um, we are both bald. Mm-hmm. We both have beards. <laughs> so we, <laughs> we were texting back and forth the other day and he texted me. Happy bald is beautiful day, you sexy bitch, or something, something like that. that yeah. I don't know, but I was thinking to myself while I was at work that day. I said maybe we should change the name of the podcast to Bourbons, B sides, and two bald guys, and a couple of bald dudes. Like that's pretty fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> so if you have any input of whether or not we should change the name of the show to Bourbons, B sides, and two bald guys, eh. DM us on Instagram, send us a message. Yeah. We might just do it. You never know. It, it kind of sounds funny. The only problem is, what if one of us decided not to do the show anymore and there's no more two ball guys and one of us, if we did get another co-host or whatever, they'd have hair. Or maybe we just always stick to people. We can make him wear a bald cap. There you go. Yeah. That's, All right. That's the answer. Well, cheers, Caleb. Cheers. Good show. I'm going to keep on drinking some of this pizza stuff. Till next time, sip and spin responsibly. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed the show, DM us on Instagram at Bourbons and B-Sides. And go check out our website. That's www.bourbonsandbsides.com. Until next time, and as always, sip and spin responsibly. Really? Sip and spin? <laughs> <laughs>